Adam, is that you? Yeah. And who the heck? Come on, bud. I don't know. Just gotta be safe. How's it, go? How's it going? I'm all right. How are things with you? It's been a interesting week for me. Kind of an understatement. Mm. Just got out of the asylum. And I say mm. that kind of jokingly because asylum is a very old school terminology. Heavily stigmatized. We, we don't really, yeah, we don't really use it today, but I was calling it the asylum all week. So, but we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Why don't you do your thing right now? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so my thing, I'll, 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 I'll set the, the, the podcast uh, stage for this episode, episode number five. Uh, we're very, very happy to to bring this to our audience. We're very appreciative of people who are listening, who are contacting us, uh, either through text or email or any kind of thing. Please reach out to us, uh, theaddictandthecounselor at gmail.com. Any questions, comments, greatly appreciate it. We're on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, uh, and Amazon Music Podcasts. So please follow us, You know, listen to the previous four episodes, and hopefully you guys will enjoy this. But you and I have been talking, especially in, in light of what just kind of happened in your life, kind of talking about a little bit of this controversy or, or this debate that's been going on for quite a long time. It's somewhat kind of diffused, but definitely is still present in terms of um, is it a mental health problem that led to an addiction or an addiction that led to a mental health problem? So the kind of uh, the chicken or the egg uh, theory when it comes to <coughs> um, what we what we know of either mental health and substance use issues mm, right so, yeah so uh yeah i i think um i think it's an excellent topic especially in light of my my recent very recent experience um i will say on um last wednesday evening um i was i i ended up checking into uh to the mental the mental hospital um, the psychiatric. psychiatric, the psychiatric ward, um, unit, the 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 psych unit, all the different names you can call it. Um, so I want to say for at least a week prior to the Wednesday night of me checking in, my my world was pretty gray, and um, and this has happened in the past, um, where where. I'm clean for a while and, and depre- depression symptoms come up, maybe some suicide, you know, suicidal thinking. And what I tend to do is maybe I stick it out for a while. I end up running to, to drugs. And that's usually what, what ends up happening eventually mm. in the past, in the past years. And I try to I, I try to stay away from antidepressants or medication for mental health, specifically because I don't really have the side effects of them. The side effects mm-hmm. mo- most common being um, weight gain is a big one, and sexual side effects. Don't mm-hmm. really enjoy them. Um, <clears throat> and I will say during when. Um, the that 14 years of recovery, I did try 
um, for a period of time and stuck stuck them out stuck it out for a while with different meds and nothing really you know was helpful. So I I kind of had bad experience with that too. Mm. So anyways, get back on track here. So last Wednesday, last last Tuesday, I started. I thought I am so I am so depressed. Don't even. I don't have the effort to go use drugs. It's too much. Uh, I, not that I don't have. I, it's just too much effort. That's what mm. I mean. So it's too much effort for me to go. Yeah. And I don't. The depression symptoms are so bad. I don't even have the effort to go go use. And for me, that's a first. Now, if I'm okay. experiencing extreme de- depressive symptoms, I'm I'm usually running at some point, and. The next thought was, I just want to freaking die. I just want to die. I just, I get a couple balls on my, my blood pressure medication. <clears throat> I, or two of them. And, and that's where mm. my thinking went. And, and I will, okay. I, I do want to say like, like the, like prior to the, the severe, Side of thoughts, it was obsessing about three, three things. One being my past relationship with my kids and how it used to be. Um, mm. The other thing being my current situation with my kids, and the third obsession being what the future looks like with my kids. And I was in total, I was in t- a ton of obsession about it, and eventually, I was that, that suicide I just spoke about that I just mm. I was I was I was right and I, I've never I had it so intense at that that I can think about think of and so, so in your head there's this constant loop those right. those three things that you mentioned are just in right. constant loop and they're just getting right. intense and more intense right Exactly. Where essentially it, that that and I just started thinking about killing. So mm-hmm. on one so severe, I reaching out to someone in the in the where living at where I live. I reached a friend here and asked him right to the hospital. Hospital. Um, and I'm. You know, they're asking me what's going. I describe my symptoms. You know, listen, I I want to end it. Well, I want to take a bottle of pill. You know, I have the thing. I have a plan, a clear cut that I I'll do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they start like in the process. Right. Um, they start taking and asking and stuff, and I'm still like like a lobby area like it's like you know it's like the very beginning over here and they're doing all that I'm like and if I have one last <laughs> cigarette before I go I'm a huge smoker these days right <laughs> love myself love myself some mobs mob reds and <laughs> <laughs> They, 
Sh- sh- shameless plug for the uh, the Marvel folks that uh, don't get any more marketing. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> hey, um, give, give us a call, so... We'll take some of your money for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, um, uh, the lady, lady, why don't you wait till you're, you're fully no cigarette? I'm like, uh, okay. I go now. I'm. Like totally being in like the the real ED part that you, part where people are actually admitted to the to the ER. Yeah, um, people have rooms stuff with curtains stuff and and um and and I look at the lady and go, I'm not getting that cigarette, am I? And she at me and she goes, I'm sorry, sweetie. I freak ass out like you like, like Hulk Hogan, right? I ripped off all my all everything I was wearing naked in the middle of the ED, and you know what? I have I had a team a team of security guards surrounded me, and naked Adam, <laughs> yeah, naked Adam, uh, security guards, you know some. My doctor or something, and a bunch of nurses, and I see a needle coming towards me. I'm like, no! They they had to chemically um, restrain me because I was so out of control. And all I remember is like me ripping off my clothes and yelling to that lady, "You don't lie, patients. You don't lie," like that, like a you know crazy person. Um. And Mentally so, stable person. thank you. I I was waiting for the correct there. I gave you some time. I gave you some time. Mm-hmm. There. You you pause for me, not just to think. Mm. Kind. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so I'm in. I'm I'm being checked in, and you know that now I'm chemically restrained. I I just pass out basically. Mm. Wake up. I wake up the, like it was. Like early evening at that point, and I went on and me in area that they call the pod where they keep men who are waiting for psychiatric hospitals to the pod, and was. Well, it's a dungeon. It reminds me of a dungeon. Okay, underground dungeon. That's what I felt like. I- no windows. Windows. No windows. There was not a window. It had some covering, um, and it was never. I've never done like, but I've been inside concrete walls. <clears throat> And um, I, I I woke up and I'm looking around. I became so deep depression. Wanted to call it quits. And some some guy, you know, talked higher power working or like people just being, you know, looking out for each other. I guess in the world and to me <clears throat> comes up to me. His name was James. And he said, he, he says, Adam, 
you might not remember me a few years ago for a program that that you run you ran wow i was counselor he says i can't remember this dude i tried everything not to be in on the weekends you know so weekend he, he very well to know interacting with me now i still oversaw him in some way but i so i remember he's telling me how they have confirmed for me for and think would be a good fit for me um because it's really 80 clients and it's in land and um but but he was asking me if he could for me to go right upstairs in the same hospital that I'm in, already in to this mm. this other unit with um, where it's 20 beds, it's quieter, um, small little unit. That seems like a better fit. And oh my James, yeah, what do you think is best at this point? I don't know, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, you know. And mm-hmm. And next thing you know, it I'm being like a few hours later, I just went upstairs to this to the psychiatric hospital that I I um I went into. Um, so now I'm admitting Barbara. Yeah, yeah, I was going to just jump yeah. in for the for the audience, you know, and you know, people who are listening who kind of may not understand, kind of like not necessarily just the, the mental health crisis that you're in. But the, like the treatment process of it, right? Hmm. Not every hospital has a psychiatric unit uh, inside the hospital, and so emergency rooms sometimes are equipped to deal with mental health crises and do an evaluation. But sometimes they have to kind of transport. There is also times of the year that where psychiatric units will be a lot more um, overrun than other parts of the year, and so there is this negotiation or this uh, this thing that. Uh, the triage people in the ERs will have to do is like literally calling hospital after hospital to find, uh, you know, folks appropriate levels of care. Um, so it's not like, you know, the movies where you walk in and you're just, you know, welcome with open arms. And, and there's, you know, the, what you, what you're referring to is like when, when Adam is saying 20 beds or 40 beds or whatever, he means that, there's only a capacity of 20 people on that unit or 40 or whatever the assigned number is. So if they're at that number already and there's not a discharge happening in a few hours, uh, someone like Adam will be kind of out of luck or probably maintained in the emergency room overnight until the next day and something else kind of opens up if that even happens. So there's this lot of like, you know, waiting game and kind of, politicking if you will to a certain degree to, to ideally place someone um in a facility that they can be treated appropriately and yeah. you know different facilities have you know different um you know expectations you know so the larger the facility uh the less individual care you're going to get so um just kind of putting that out there to the folks who might be like you know hearing this for the first time and being like yeah. well that's messed up you should just get the best care well, yeah, that goes without right. saying, but there's not enough people who provide the service and not enough hospitals who provide that service um, to be employed by people 
you know, you know, dealing with this level of crisis. So it, it, it is definitely a systemic issue that I want to just you know <clears throat> address and put out there. Very good. Thank you. That's really good. Uh, so, um, like being a patient, some get all that stuff that you just mentioned, you know. Uh, so mm -hmm. it's good to hear about it, and for me to be a reminder that they're on there and the workers, the staff, you know, trying to help me. I I go at this the theatric floor, the unit, like twenty people patients and right away I'm assigned a dog um, you know it's like um, and I'm assigned a so and like uh, with being on that you on that floor I was met with by the social worker and the MD which mm. are not always the case in these programs as we know Correct. right to get fast mm -hmm. That. I sit down with them. <clears throat> they start. They start the intake. They start doing like kind of, you know, what we might call um, like biopsychosocial, right? They asking me my, my life's mm -hmm. and the social workers in there and the psychiatrist, which is really impressive to me that the psychiatrist influence. I've never. I've never thought of that happening. Mm, you know, I never thought of that happening. It is unique, right? Right. So then, you know, the doctor's asking me about medications and you know what my, you know, what the deal with that is, and like, like I don't like, I don't like meds. Like, and she's like, well, let me, you know, I tell them why, you know, because of side effects, and she's like, she's, you know, which medication has the least side effects, and. She's like, there's a medication called Wellbutrin. And I've heard of Wellbutrin before. And the first thing I heard was weight gain side effects. And it may not have sexual side effects, but it ruins your smoking. Like smokers who want to quit smoking cigarettes use this mm -hmm. medication, you know, curb, right? And she said... She's like, oh, well, I don't really know so much about that. I know it can help with, with depression. Um, but, yeah, it, it, I, I guess it's known for that, too. And pick your poison, you know? Like, you want to kill yourself every day? Or do you not, you know, maybe cigarettes for a bit while being on this bed, you know? Like, uh, you know, like gradually. I'm like, I'm like, all right. So the way they stopped me on you know, the lowest dose of this medication, start to start attending some groups on the units, some group therapy, and I'm to me like other patients, and just like getting acclimated to new environment, you know. And it's one, it's it's one thing to go into substance abuse treatment where, then right, not you know. Mm -hmm. and you can leave if you want to leave substance abuse treatment like you can just leave substance use please treatment yes substance use we don't call it abuse treatment substance treatment CD treatment is that good yes I, 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 yeah. right. just stay current 
so so I, I I'm it's one thing you know be able to here I'm not able to just walk out I'm I'm in lockdown like so I had to did, go through did they tell you like how long you're mandated yeah so yeah so the vet got up there they they like your rights of being being committed there. So basically what I had is like, you know, in the distress that I was in, right, and my knowledge anyways a little bit about this sort of thing. Uh, out of it was volunteer yourself and to be committed, then they will. You know, that's basically it. Like if I said mm-hmm. I want to be here you know, I don't want to be here. Leave because they see you. Uh, 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 threat to yourself. A threat to yourself and community. Um, so, a thing called you know seventy-two hour three day can you can sign your voluntary slip that you're signing yourself in to be committed by that. Can't just walk out. You sign that you can sign what they call a three-day document that you your request after three days when you put this document in. Because when that three days come, doesn't believe or they're not they don't believe you're in get better and leave treat and that you're going to go in front of a judge. The staff and the judge decide not to stay in. Okay, can I just jump in for a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because just just the word that you're using, right, is that if the staff don't believe that you're like mentally stable, right? And so I want to just kind of define that word, and, and it's not a belief, right? It's not just someone arbitrarily being like, "Who is this guy, Adam?" It's eh, there, right? It's their assessment, right? Yeah. So yeah, the person. Right. Go ahead. Yeah. Go into that. So that would be great. Yeah. So I, I think in situations like that, where, where you know the client sometimes doesn't feel like it, but they're they're in twenty four hour monitoring. So that comes with you know their behaviors on unit. Uh, so they're they're also being monitored for like cleanliness, right? If they're taking care of themselves, uh, if they're medication compliant, if that's kind of recommended or part of the you know course of treatment. Are they involved with the training process, right? If someone's getting up out of bed, engaging with, you know, other, you know, clients uh, appropriately on the, on the unit, are they engaged in their, their treatment planning, group therapy, all these things will really determine, you know, someone's, you know, stability and compliance uh, for folks like that in that state, you know, it is up to them to determine, you know, who's stable and who's not, because it is also their licensure on stake that if let's say in your case they released adam to the public and something were to happen now they're you know relatively liable so these constant monitoring monitoring in 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 mental health settings especially a psychiatric unit really comes from safety to client but also safety of the treatment program um and making sure that again it's it's not like individual therapy where the therapist only sees you one hour every seven days or even less than that. 
It's 24 hours that someone is keeping an eye on you to some degree, checking you in, making sure that not only you're stable, that you're also stable over a period of time. Right. So you're not faking like you're healthy in one day and then decompensating, you know, on the 25th hour and, you know, not showering or brushing your teeth or eating food that early. Um, right. So the, that's all of the kind of the, the, the mix of assessments in psychiatric settings uh, for stability, for discharge to the public, to the community. Yeah. 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 So I. So, you know, I start, I start the process of accepting that I'm, I'm locked in there. And that's like a little bit of a process for me, you know? Mm. So that took about like a full 24 hours, I'd say, for me to like wrap my head around. I'm just not able to work out. I just can't leave this place. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm locked. And so after the 24 hours, I felt a little better. The depression started mm. to subside a little bit because now you're in, now I'm in an environment that isn't anymore, right? There's windows, people are being nice to you, you know, I'm getting some type of care, I'm getting treatment, there's group therapy, there's positive things going on in the environment. So I start feeling uh, Friday, I'm with the doctor, the MD that's there. So and I saw Monday to Friday, the weekend hat comes and they have like a weekend doctor. It's the same weekend doctor every weekend there. Oh, wow. But I, so I'm thinking, yeah. And I'm thinking the weekend doctor is not meeting with me or not meeting with patients, you know, on during the weekend or a lot of patients. Maybe she's attending to like, you know, real, you know, um, you know, urgent needs and stuff, but she's just not going to check in with everyone. That weekend doctor checked in with every patient on, on the milieu, on the unit for the weekend, Mm. every day, Saturday and Sunday. And then, and they don't discharge on Monday because that's when like regular staff, like the social worker in the, the Monday through Friday psychiatrist, they're back and they're just returning. So they don't discharge anyone on Monday and they don't discharge anyone on the weekend either. Mm -hmm. So it was spoken about. So on Friday, on Thursday or Friday, I can't, I can't really recall, but on Thursday or on, maybe it was as early as Thursday, but pro, but more than likely Friday I met with, I think it was Friday. Friday, I went, I increased, they increased my medication a little bit and I met with the doctor and social worker and I think it was Friday. I'm going to stick with Friday. <laughs> um, move, move, and, move, sorry, along. Yeah, it was Friday. So the, they, they asked me, they're like, what do you think about discharging, you know, late, you know, you know, early next week? or mid next week. What do you think about that? So they bring it to, they brought it to me, you know, mm. and um, which I thought was pretty good. And, Clients, you know, with, right. Without me jumping out of the chair and like wanting to, you know, just blurt out, yeah, I'll leave Tuesday, you know, <laughs> cause that's what I want to do, you know? Um, 
without me doing that, you know, I take a moment like, yeah, sure. About, I think, I think I'll be pretty good by then or better, you know, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday, I said, right. Give them, you know, give them another day or whatever, just for, you know, for that. And they're like, okay, so let's, let's, let's reconnect Monday and we'll see how things went over the weekend. I mean, I'm on the phone with my friends there, right? And, you know, I'm calling. I called you once or twi- yep. twice, right? Called you from there. Called a couple other close friends. And my, one of my friends is like, Adam, if you want to leave Tuesday or Wednesday, you better not, like, angry outbursts over the weekend. Like, hold it together. He's, like, prepping me, like – you know, keep your, keep your shit tight, you know, <laughs> don't react, don't just react impulsively with anything, you know, but, um, but it was good for me to like, you know, practice that too, like some mindfulness around behavior. And so, um, so the food, like I'll comment on like everything I might as well, or everything I can think like, sure, yeah. as as, like the care, like the food was good for institution food. Okay. Um, they brought up a menu with your breakfast every morning and every, all the patients would sit together and, and choose what they would have for the next day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Right. Mm. Um, so that was kind of a community thing that we just would do. I think we just, you know, we would just, um, we just do it on our own, you know, it wasn't like staff facilitated or anything. <clears throat> um, the yeah it wasn't a lot of like individual counseling but like i said felt like that was replaced with like meeting with a psychiatrist and so monday through friday right mm-hmm. um group programming was monday majority monday through friday so this is the need for improvement from what i saw is the group programming on weekend or some type of programming on the weekend on Saturday, did you, did you put that in the suggestion box when you left? Yeah, of course I did. I, you know, I always fill those up. Always, even for like for everywhere, like restaurants, like whatever <laughs> it is, I'm doing. I'm doing a survey. You're right? doing. So you're the survey Very, guy. Right. Right. Exactly. So, so um, Saturday morning we had like meeting per year, and the rest of the day. So that was a difficult, like challenging. So. Mm-hmm really have much of anything i think we went outside though in like the courtyard which was nice but um so that's like need for improvement i i want to comment on like like i sense i i sense that they had excellent communication with what was and for a mental for a mental health unit i mean have patients in there some you know have more severe chronic mental illness than others you, you know sometimes you have a lot of that and for for a busy you for for mental health the the staff had like communication everyone was on the same page like i felt like all the staff knew how i was doing and what was going on which and like from the orderlies like the direct care staff to the counselors, to the social workers, the doctors, to the nurses. Like, they all knew. 
the same stuff. And by talking with other patients, they were having the same experience. Um, as I'm like living there, like I come in Monday and they're like, do you, they asked me yesterday and do you feel okay tomorrow or do you feel like it's too soon? Because like they'll keep, you know, if I needed more time, they would keep me there. But again, I'd be locked in, right? So I'm always, I always have that in the back. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, no, I think I'm, I think I'm good. And, you know, of course they're doing like mental health exam, um, you know, and I, I don't, you know, emphasizing on, you know, safety, any suicidal thinking or anything like that. And, um, and I, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't except for like my first day there basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I went away. Um, so as a, you know, so now I'm like terminating from the program. Right. And, um, Destructive and process. So, right. Exactly. And, um, so I, you know, I, I expressed myself to the psychiatrist and the, the social worker that I had, uh, you know, just like considering the circumstances, the treatment was very good. It was very good. You know, um, and I stressed the the how well they were with com- with their communication with stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I just so I discharged this morning around ten thirty. As it as I know how it goes, even in substance abuse treatment, like it's Up one of use. those things where substance use disorder treatment, <laughs> and it goes with that too. Like your like I'm in treatment and I want to be out. I'm out of treatment and I want the safety of being in. And I knew that, you know, I'm mindful that that's how my mind is, mm-hmm. you know? So <laughs> as I'm, you know, walking out of the, the hospital, I step, I step outside and can't cigarette, of course. And I light one up and I take two drags and it tasted like a baby's diaper. Bob Rose. Why are you eating Baber's hey, diapers, hey, Adam? Listen, because let Did you tell the hospital that you used to I, eat Baber's diapers? I told diapers? you. I would kept told, you in longer. I, I told you. I told you something different that it tasted like, and I'm saving. I'm not that on air, right? <laughs> Do you remember what I said? Uh, not really. Can I say I it? it out of my memory. Can I say it? Can. Our podcast is explicit. It's a, this <laughs> cigarette, shitty asshole. That's what I'm sexy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! So my day is like I'm like I I toss a cigarette. I'm like, smoke a cigarette. What are they doing to me? Freaking bulb. Right, like I'm out minutes, Bob Rose. You know. Just going on, right? And resentments. Right. I have, I had that snuck in during a visit. <laughs> so I, I pulled out a vape, started, and I started hitting the vape, which a little bit. It took the edge off. But, but the other piece to it is at home where I'm living and. I'm 
one of my friends and he's like, how you doing? I'm like, I think I want to go back. Because <laughs> like, I really don't. I, I like the safety of it. You know, I, I, I'm getting accustomed to it. Is this called, called institutional? Is that, us? Is that what I'm, I'm a little bit? Is that what I'm being? Help. I, well, I, I think there's a feature of, of that, but I think it also speaks volumes to, you know, the house that you live in and the community that you live in and it being safe for you, right? So when you're in an environment like that, when, again, it's locked down, and that's not really the safety part of it. It's that all the other things are being done, you know, for you. Like that stressor is removed for one's life. Mm. Uh, Again, there's that constant care that everyone is exhibiting. And so if like if we take like a symbolism away from that approach, right, you're the main star to them, right? They want to please you. They want to make sure that you're comfortable and make sure that you're being treated right. Like if you take all of those things just as like a human to human like consideration and you leave an environment like that to our own spaces that are invalidating, uh, not supportive, not safe. I don't think it's really unreasonable that someone would be like, I want to go back because that sense of safety and community and being taken care of is so powerful uh, for individuals. And mm. that the, like the outworld world doesn't necessarily provide that for, for some folk and like mental health or co-occurring right. or, you know, substance use, you know, issues. Right. Huh. That makes sense. And, you know, I was, <clears throat> I wanted to say, like wrap up like that chair, I guess, with like, with saying, you know, I, I'm coming up on, on six months clean and I had the depression stuff come up and I, I, I literally chose life I, I, for the first That's time right. in a long time. That's I, right. I chose life and you know, when people found out that, you know, when close friends and family even um, and family found out that I was I was in the psychiatric unit. They were happy that I didn't go out and use because that looks a lot different than mm-hmm. me going into the, the mental health program, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. Right. I mean, the, the chance of death and you've, you've talked about it here in, in these podcasts about your numerous overdoses, you know, some could suggest and I think there's been some conversations in the field about, you know, um, intense, you know, addictive behavior being some form of suicidal gestures uh, because the, the, the risk of death or the chance of death is is so uh, present. So yeah. for you in this moment where as you mentioned, a mental health issue has led to substance use and self-medicating for those mental health issues. This was a time that I, I, feel, I feel as a clinician, not your therapist, a clinician that you broke that cycle in your brain, that mm-hmm. I can have a mental health crisis and not self-medicate with substance right. use. I can actually treat that mental health problem. In essence, I'm actually treating my addiction because I'm not using, mm-hmm. I don't have to detox my body or my mind from from these drugs and out al- or alcohol. Yeah, thanks for saying 
Yeah, because I, I actually didn't think of it in that way. So, like, I'm, you know, I'm rewiring my brain a little bit. With that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I, I do, I do want to say uh, to the treatment program uh, that you went into, you know, for this mental health crisis that, you know, if a- anyone there somehow, some way uh, is listening, uh, thank you for taking care of my friend, right? You did your job. Adam is alive. Adam is back doing, you know, his podcast with me. Um, and he has a, you know, hopefully a, a new lease on life. Um, so thank you. Thank you for treating him like a human because that's exactly who he is. Thanks, Barbaros. Yeah. I'm glad I'm I'm glad I'm okay too. Yeah. Today, you know. Yeah. Just for today. Yep. Yeah. One day at a time. Yep. Totally. Can't stress that enough. Yeah. So, you know, hmm. I I'll share too, you know, you know being a, you know, a, a duly licensed clinician and, you know, I've had to hospitalize folks, you know, um, not for necessarily substance use, but people who have substance use issues, but who are also in mental health crisis that um, for the folks out there um, who may be in this line of work or whatever, um, or people who have been affected by other people's like mental health issues or substance use, seeking psychiatric care for a suicidal <clears throat> thought or, or gesture or attempt or whatever um, you know, is, isn't anyone's first choice, but it is a necessary <clears throat> choice to save a life. Mm-hmm. And I was actually having a conversation earlier tonight w- with someone and my philosophy on psychiatric hospitalizations, involuntary hospitalizations is I would rather have Adam, like you be angry with me that I had mm-hmm. to hospitalize you or any client of mine yeah. much rather than someone being dead and not being able to be angry at me because that's what the reality of of this disease is both for a mental health issue and an addiction issue um and it's not the end all be all for a treatment provider to hospitalize you can still have like great um rapport and relationship and you know even maybe even more trust honestly from the client perspective sometimes when it is a first hospitalization um it does really kind of jar things about taking their mental health seriously. And if you Mm. neglect it, sometimes that choice becomes not your choice and there's an involuntary approach uh, to it all. So, you know, for you and for others, you know, if you take your mental health seriously and you follow through and you're involved in your treatment planning, the real goal of mental health care is eliminating a hospitalization and or suicide attempt or completion of suicide. That re- really is the goal for addiction. <clears throat> yep. It's kind of the same thing is that if we treat it appropriately on the ways that we can, we prevent the next hospitalization. We prevent the next need for inpatient detox. And so there are possibilities to kind of break these cycles. Um, and you know, we're, we're all a part of that. You know, uh, The client in the picture, the family in the picture, the treatment provider in the picture, you know, we're all in together uh, to literally, literally, you know, saving a life every single time. So I don't take it lightly. And, you know, and I'm, I'm glad, you know, you spared your life and your life was spared um, for you. Very well said, Barbaros. Very, very good. Thanks. Thanks. Yep. Uh, so, um, I'm glad that you shared. I hope the audience, you know, resonates with parts of the story, uh, either, you know, them being directly affected or being affected 
by someone else's mental health and or substance use issues. Um, just like Adam's story, um, it, it's, you know, he followed through, he took the treatment um, and he's here healthier uh, because of it all. So uh, it's not the end all be all. It is just one step amongst many um, that we all can do together. Hey, Bobros, even healthier than what I wanted to be because I can't even smoke a damn cigarette. <laughs> and, and, and you know me, Adam. You know, when you said that, I was just like, you know what? That's that's not a that's not a bad secondary gain for. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't smoke cigarettes, and so. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, I I, th- I think you'll be okay. I almost didn't come on this podcast because I'm not smoking. I'm like I'm going to come off really extra edgy, and I did swear a little more than I usually do, or than I ever do. <laughs> It provides some yeah. uh, color commentary yeah. to our podcast. <laughs> the, the audience yeah. gets a kick out of it. Well, yeah, I mean, we only have like a one or two percent of our listening uh, listeners are in the age range of seventy to twenty-two. So, yeah, I mean, if they hear a couple f words, I'm sure it's not the worst thing in the world. They right? probably heard, you know, hear a lot worse on a, on a regular basis. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. you want to transition? Let's transition into five controversies where Bob Rose says all the ones that he wants to and Adam doesn't say any. Take it away, Bob Rose. Not true. (laughs) I I, I jumped the line because of you uh, last time. All right. I know, I know. All right. (laughs) So so this one is a kind of interesting twist on it. Uh, For folks who might be new listeners at the end of every podcast, we do what is called a part of the segment called Five Controversies, where we throw two uh, opposing things uh, our way and we both talk about them, which ones, you know, we like or dislike. And hopefully the audience uh, at home is playing along, hopefully getting a kick out of, you know, this part of uh, the podcast. So this one is is, is a curveball, Adam, right? Typically, you have two choices. This one, three choices. (laughs) <laughs> are you kidding me like it's not no. complicated enough for me you have to add another one all right all right, all right. let me let me say all right all right i'm ready okay so washcloth versus loofah or soap in hand who are you you're gonna hate my answer so i'm just gonna say i'm just gonna keep it black or white like you like it um <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say. I use a loofer when I'm feeling this way, and hand soap when I'm feeling this. Basically, I prefer just hand, hand soap in hand, is what I prefer. Okay. I like to, I like to grab, like, really direct the soap itself. You know. (laughs) So. I, I've done all three. Started with soap in hand. I transitioned to a. a yeah, a I've loofah. done all three too. You think no. you're special because you did all three? I didn't say Everyone, it was special. I'm, I'm just. 90% of I, the, the, our population has done all three of these. Okay. okay? I'm walking the if you're over the If you're over the voyage, <laughs> you've done all three. All right. So, <laughs> but I would say comfortably in probably the last 20 years of life. I am team washcloth. Really? Team I am washcloth. very surprised at that. I'm very surprised. 
anywhere I go, if I if I stay over people's houses and you know I'm gonna use their shower or whatever, I'm like, <clears throat> washcloth. Can I get a washcloth? Let me get a washcloth. Hey. Like no washcloth. How do you wash your body? Hey, but I'll tell you. Guess what? I used the entire seven days at the at, at the asylum. What did I so use? Good. What did I use? Soap and hand. Washcloth. They kept really? giving me wa- feeding me washcloths, feeding uh, me washcloths with a bottle of the soap that you you know you pour out. That's a good program. <laughs> very very caring. All yep. right, all right. Next one, you ready? You got to pick one. Yeah. Standing or sitting? <laughs> I'm a sitter. I'm a sitter. I'm sitting. I'm sitting right now. <laughs> sitting right now. I, I, it exerts. I'm go it, I, I I like to conserve for those grueling tasks of standing. <laughs> <laughs> for for when I need to stand, I have extra energy to do that for a longer period of time. As you know, if if needed. A lot of my life, especially as a therapist, is sitting in a chair, even in the, like this virtual world of virtual therapy. A lot of chair sitting, I would mm. much prefer to stand. I'm yeah. standing just, this is a different presence to it all, a different <clears throat> energy. Yep. So standing. Yeah, right. All right. Next one, it, it's, it, it's out there, and I think people have some, some preference over uh, one of these or the other. Um, I think, you know, pretty common. Uber versus Lyft. I don't know. I just all I, I don't think I've ever I, I always use Uber. That's just the first app that I downloaded and it's just the, the common one that you hear that I hear more about. So I mean I did I, I think I did hear at one time that Lyft is up is like slightly cheaper. I don't know how accurate that is, but I don't know. I go Uber. Yeah, I'm, I'm team. I Uber. think it's cool. Hey, I'm, I think it's cooler to say too. Uber versus Lyft. Yeah, yeah, it's catchier, like for a word. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, hey, I don't know what the big Bob difference Rose, is. Get but... me, Bob Rose, get me a Lyft. Bob <laughs> Rose, want to get me an Uber? It sounds better. Ooh, ooh, yeah, Uber's like doing something fancy. Right, right, fancy schmancy. Yeah. Fancy like, fancy like. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, uh, when, when it all started, I was just like, oh, you know, first app I downloaded was Uber. I never def- downloaded the Lyft. Uh, no, no specific reason. Only because I already have a ride sharing app. Do Do I really need two of those things? And how, how much of ride sharing am I doing? I have my own car. Generally, mm. I use it around to kind of you know go from point A to point B. But mm. yeah, yeah, definitely uh, Team Uber. Uh, I have not you know changed, uh, nor do I plan to change. All right. No offense so, to Lyft, Lyft, Lyft drivers and Lyft. Yeah, no offense to them. I just, yeah. yeah I All right. Next this is one. number four. This is four. Number four. Number four. <clears throat> City landscape versus natural landscape. Mm, I like natural landscape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's all I got. Yeah. Good, good description. Yeah. Appreciated yeah. the insight. I grew, I grew up in the city. Sorry, all the I, I 
so it, it makes me appreciate the um, natural landscape more, I think, because I grew up around the city landscape. Well, yeah. I mean, for, for me, I mean, I, I grew up in like, you know, true suburbia. So, I mean, we had like a backyard and, you know, whatever parks were kind of, you know, relatively close. But um, mm. if I, you know, if someone asked, <laughs> hey, like, where do you want to go? Like, I'll take people mm. like on a like a natural like landscape yeah. drive, yeah. kind of just right. see, you know, woods, you right. know, trees and, and stuff like that. Um, I, yeah. I do not like, you know, the city landscape. I don't. Like architecture, I get people kind of enjoying that, but like, yeah, like embracing it and feeling fulfilled by it. City landscapes will never provide that for me. Like something natural right. beauty, some some forest, some land, you know, like open, like right. untouched by man. <clears throat> yeah, you said it. You said it way better than than I did. So I appreciate that. Yeah, and no surprise either that I said it way better than. I you. mean, I'm oh, I'm a little drained, Bob Rose. Jeez. From what? Oh, oh, I don't know. (laughs) Um, Next, next one. Um, Last one of the five controversies uh, for us and the folks out there: comedy versus drama. Save the drama for your mama. No, I love I love drama. I love drama. Mm. Mm. Some might say I love causing drama too, but. No, I love drama, especially like the series that I that I'm into. Lots of drama. Um, For example, that, you want insight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's, what's your new thing? Uh, what's the? Um, oh my god! Well, Succession is really good, um, and that's HBO Max. Um, Sex Life is really good, but what's the what's the other one here that I can't? I can't think of the name. I hate this. Oh. Um, it's like college age drama though. Um, and the girl, the girl in it, her name's Lucy. The guy's name in it is Steven. And it's, it's transitioned to college, but major college drama stuff. Um, which I can't help really you. Got to. Yeah. You, you don't know what it is, do you? No, not at all. Yeah. If I think of it by the end of the, yeah, probably the podcast. Not. You're like, that's gone. There's no way that's coming to your frontal lobe, Adam. There's no way. <laughs> Maybe uh, you, Adam, you are not, Adam, you will not be able to retrieve that information. <laughs> Without assistance. Adam, not a shot in hell. You're going <laughs> to that. That is so far gone until you go and you know, look Ooh, into it. it that's, the only, that's the only way. Oh, man. Yeah. You can't go drama. Comedy. Are you serious? Are you just comedy. saying that so we disagree? Really? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Oh if, you ha- if I had to choose one, and I do like dr- drama, I, I lean yeah. more drama. But if it was yeah. comedy over drama, I want to laugh it up. I want to yuck yeah. it up. I, I want to, yeah. you know, have my belly shake. I want. I want to keel over. Like I want to not breathe because I'm laughing so much. Like, yeah. I... What What true euphoria? The thing is, Barbara. I'm like drama because I just laugh at myself all day long. And that's, that's, a, that's enough laughter. It's just, I think I, I just laugh at myself all day long. I need to laugh at other stuff. Get enough of it from, from just self. Yeah. So uh, thank you. <laughs> all right. So uh, as I hit this vape really hard right now. 
Nor do we, you know, condone vaping or nicotine use on this podcast. Just putting it out there um, to our audience members. Uh, Still a addictive substance and material. Anyways, that is the end of our podcast. Episode number five, kind of in the books, mental health versus addiction. Um, Thank you all very much for listening. Please follow us um, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music Podcasts. And also Spotify. Uh, please email us at the addict and the counselor at gmail.com with any questions or concerns. Um, yeah, let us know. We want to know how we're doing and if there's anything else that we need to kind of cover, help you all out, help us out. Um, I, th- I think it could be a, a really cool thing uh, with our audience and interaction. So, really appreciate all the comments, all, all the feedback. Uh, please continue to reach out to us. Uh, we greatly appreciate um all the views, all the listens, all, all the mentions. So uh, greatly appreciated. Okay. I think we're done here. Uh, talk to you yeah, later. Definitely. Bye. Peace.